So hi, uh, this is a this is going to be a slightly unusual episode of Australian Transformers Weekly, but we are still your main, best, and only news source for Transformers news in Australia. That's not true. We're not someone's only news source. We'd like to be someone's only news source, but, but like we're the better one. Yeah, we're a better one. We're, and it, and we're the only one that you should rely on. <laughs> You only need us. <laughs> We're a better one and a cleaner one and a better one. <laughs> Wait. Uh, anyway, so um, hi. This is episode 154. Uh, there's only two of us this week. There's Max and myself. We're both in the same room because uh, I'm in Adelaide and Max is in Adelaide. Does this mean that I'm being powered by a Tesla battery? I think we got rid of that. You did, in fact, get rid yeah. of it. And, but like, we're still going to bring it up on every episode because it's, <laughs> it's become a trope now. Um, so yeah, this is uh, this is episode 154. We are clearly recording live, and uh, it is not June 2nd as the run sheet says. It is in fact June 3rd because we had an accident in recording the podcast last night. As I mentioned, I'm in Adelaide, which means I've been <laughs> I've been availing myself of lots <laughs> of Farmers Union iced coffee because it's the best bloody iced coffee in the country. Otherwise known as a well-rounded breakfast in South Australia. Mm, yeah, I'm not so sure about that, but. Uh, I don't know. You, know. you seem to have done okay with it. With it I'm not dead yet. No. Uh, so this is episode 124. We will be talking about prototype images of uh, Beast Wars Megatron, the, the new masterpiece figure on the block. Uh, yet another third-party wrecker. We like to think there's a new third-party wrecker every other week, isn't there? Uh, that's it. Every other? Every week more. Like. Yeah. Uh, and we just agreed not to talk about this, but I'm just going to say there is a Bumblebee trailer on the way. It's expected to hit next week, June 5th. June 5th, which is Wednesday, Tuesday. Yeah. It's June 5th in the States, which makes it something sometime next week here. It could be 2025 by here. Uh, so we'll probably be talking about it um, next week. Hopefully we'll have some screen caps or a bit of a bit of an analysis. We were talking about it over dinner tonight. Hopes are, um, hopes are like, I wouldn't say hopes are high. I, I think they're high. From what, from what everyone's been saying, that the test footage that's been shown is a Looking really promising. So yeah, this is true. Hope, yeah. Hopes are high on my front. Hopes hopes are high, and they're just in the perfect perfect state to be dashed. <laughs> we will see how that goes. Uh, the trailer for Bumblebee comes out next week, and we're probably not going to talk about it in the show. But it is just a little bit of news. So uh, all all of this and more is going to be coming up in the show. Surely. Assuming that the previous part of us just discussing things about not being cut out is going to have been cut out. So this part might also have been cut out. So welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Jason. Sitting next to me is Max. Um, this is the first time this has happened. And so I, I, I think there's been two prior occasions where we have had multiple hosts in the same spot for the podcast. One was, I think, just two weeks ago for um, Comic-Con where Mikey and I were, Mikey and I were in his parents' Holiday house in Terrigal, somewhere between Sydney and Wollongong. And previous to that, I believe we actually had uh, Brad, myself, and the inimitable um, sometime podcast host, Bill Finger. Um, on, um, I don't think you've ever shared a podcast with Bill before. On 
very rare occasion. Yeah, very because it is very rare that was it that? actually does come on the podcast. But I, we actually have had everyone in my in my study at one point for the podcast, but it was a really long time ago. So it doesn't happen often, but it has happened twice this month. <laughs> is it a, I can't think of something funny to say. Okay, it's about well, the third time I've said that today. Well, uh, we'll move. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Let's assume that you did just say something hilarious, right? <laughs> yeah, crazy. What a comedic genius. I know. It was very well done. Like, it was very witty. And, yeah. Uh, so, what have we been up to today? We have, um, let, me t- let me set the screen share up. Uh, we have actually been. We did a little toy fair, except. We did We did a toy fair. Except there wasn't a little toy fair. It was the Adelaide Mega Toy Fair. It was, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I So I assume that I've just done the screen share correctly. I don't know if I have or not. But uh, this is uh, this is where we were spending our day today, um, sitting somewhere behind that somewhere behind that pile of Transformers. Yeah. And all of the stuff, so looking at, looking at the table, we had a very, we had quite the great collection of figures on the table from, uh, from the left. We had uh, many, many collectible figures. And, you know what, you can actually zoom in on that. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Yeah, isn't that fancy? Is that, is got, pre- that is pretty fancy, isn't it? So there's a few little Iron Factory Seekers there, you know. You Not Warriors Devastator. I mean, Jason, of course, brought along a couple very rare pieces like his uh, <laughs> Shattered Glass Drift and uh, Cyclonus. You know, we sort of try and have you know a bit of like regular mainline stuff, but then you know, Masterpiece, Third Party, KO. Yeah, so G1. I, I actually made a point of not bringing anything that wasn't a real transformer. So I made a point yeah. of doing the opposite. Of that. Yeah, yeah. So like the table's quite balanced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I, I, I thought we had, I thought we had quite a nice spread of transformers. There was, there was a lot of comments made by people coming past that uh, they really enjoyed the display and just liked seeing so many transformers. We, like we, we hear this a lot when we go to conventions, right? People, people at Supernova always come up and. They're always quite impressed by the by the uh, the figures on the table. They remind them of some aspect of their childhood and wackiness ensues. And uh, so yeah, that was no different today. Um, but yeah, it was it was lovely to meet everyone. And hopefully, hopefully everyone who's uh, joined the joined the Facebook group as a result of meeting us today is watching now or somehow watching the podcast. And yeah, um, it was lovely to meet everyone. Yeah, it's good. You know, you, you worry about reaching a sort of saturation point where you do enough shows in one place mm. that you run out of people to sign up, and it felt like that at the start of the day. But as they went on, and <laughs> we, got, we had a lot of people come by that we knew. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I've ended up with regulars. It's like, oh hey, you're the guy from the previous fifty Adelaide shows. Yeah, Elder TCA store that. But no, it starts to feel like that, and then all of a sudden you get new people and more new people and more new people. And they're just as into it as anyone else. They just happen to not have discovered the club yet. So that's, I guess that's the whole point of being out there at these conventions is sort of bringing the community together a bit. And yeah, absolutely. Showing them that it's out there. So, um, yeah, we, do, we don't know how many people have joined the group um, from Adelaide today as a result of meeting us, but, like, yeah, we're, we're hoping so. So we've got a couple of, uh, couple of, photos, of uh, couple of photos of today's going on. Um, Someone came past with a Coneheads figure. And so I, I just said, you have to let me sit them, sit the, next to all of the Coneheads on the, um, I think, so these are, these are, these are Max Design factory figures there, and there's the Make Toys Media behind it. But uh, yeah, there's a, a little masterpiece Conehead. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few masterpieces, uh, masterpieces <laughs> of Coneheadery going on in this shot. 
plus we have these are me just sort of like trying to show perspectives from some of the um is this jason showing off a camera on his phone let's be real this is true uh <laughs> This looks. Yeah, I don't like the look of this photo. Sort of Scorponok overlooking everything. Yeah, so we we had Mega Action Scorponok uh, on some. Was this yours? Yeah, this is my mm -hmm. one. This is which um, he, attracted a lot huge. of people. Yeah, you know, really it's one of those rarity pieces that I you try and bring most to the conventions because yeah, people don't. Everyone knows like MP10. Well, so most people know, know that. So people don't know MP10. People know Optimus Prime. And I th actually thought that was kind of one thing that we had lacking on the stand. Though we didn't actually have a very obvious Optimus Prime. So it's a good thing that people sort of people recognised Scorponok and Fort Max as well. Yeah, I, I have this issue where I just never bothered to buy like a proper Optimus Prime. That, you know what? If only there was some kind of a toy fair where maybe someone would be selling Optimus Prime. But they're, they're not, there's no masterpieces um, on sale. But if only there was a toy fair. Um, perhaps in some place like Japan next weekend, where mm. they happen to be showing a new one. Wait, is that the um, is that where they're going to be selling the gold MP10 as well, or is that later this year? I think it might be the same thing because it was it was in the same article in that magazine scan. So yeah, good because yeah. like I've pre-ordered that and I could really do with that turning up sometime soon. Um, yeah, so look, look we 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 had quite a lot of fun today. It was good. Um, we enjoyed meeting people and uh, yeah. But let's show me. Show me. Might as well. We do have uh, we do have the winner of this week's bot shots competition. Uh, it is, of course, Queensland rep Chris Turner, who is fast becoming a bit of a fan favourite with his. Uh, He's making a habit of this. He is. He is making a bit of a habit, isn't it? Uh, isn't he? So, are these both the same figure? No, they're not. There's one is. Uh, is it? I think one is fan toys. The fan store is Weirdwolf. Yes, yeah, so it's definitely Titan's Return on the left, and then the right one is either Fans Toys or Fans Project. Yeah, and they both did one, and it might be Fans Project actually because Fans Pro it, it looks a little bit smaller. Yeah, and it, also I can't tell the difference in face. Neither can I, frankly, and we didn't put it in the right sheet. So, <laughs> oops. Again, um, but so congratulations, Chris Turner. Uh, you are you are in the running for the June competition. Or is it actually no? You know what? Because this competition actually happened during May, so uh, he's the final. He's in fact the final weekly winner for May. But uh, the the monthly draw has happened, and uh, Luke Dunn was the monthly winner, and I believe he ran. I think he, I think he won. Um, I don't. You know, I don't actually know. It was it was a oversized um, squeaks from the last night. That's right. Yeah, squeaks. I was, I was trying to think of the little blue guy. Uh, yeah. So. Bot shots is the competition where we encourage you to, as you can see, take your take your bots out from the behind their glass, behind their closed doors, and the hermetically sealed cabinets, and put them out in the wild. Take them out for a photo shoot. Do something fun and cool with them, and uh, you know you might walk away with a free transformer. Yeah. yeah, it's it can't actually hurt you. No, but you know it can hurt you. Yes. Oh no. Swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from by yonder? Tragedy has struck. Tragedy has struck. <laughs> Toys R Us Australia has followed Toys R Us America and Toys R Us UK into administration for entirely different reasons than actually not not different reasons, but not the same 
not the same bout of reasons. Uh, basically, they've lost a shitload of money and uh, the company is closing up as a result. So uh, where we've recently seen over the last few months a spate of closures from Toys R Us stores in the UK and the US, uh, it's about to happen to, to Australia as well. Not sure that we actually have, a, do we have a time frame that's going to happen? I haven't mean, announced anything like that yet, but just say it's happening. It's happening. One, no. one important casualty of this is the uh, surprising pre-order that we had earlier in the year for um, MT34S Shadow Panther. Uh, Toys R Us surprised everyone with the best pre-order price in the country for it. And now if you're waiting for that figure from Toys R Us, you are screwed because they will not be getting it. And they also will not refund your pre-order. So you will end up with store credit if you've, uh, you will end up with store credit if you pre-ordered MP34S, which is quite a shame, but I'm sure there's some Transformers or something that you can spend that credit on. Yeah, and you'll get more value for the credit because Toys R Us is probably going to be having sales over the next <laughs> few months. Yeah, probably very likely. Now, one other, one other important thing to note is that, uh, so if you are holding a gift card for Toys R Us, uh, you, you will probably not be allowed to use that gift card unless you put down as much money as the value of the gift card that you want to use. So if you want to use a $50 gift card, you're probably going to have to buy items worth $100. So you'll use your gift card for $50 and you'll have to spend $50 of your own money in order to get that $50 credit. Um, it is a bit of a shame, but that is how that is unfortunately how administration uh, works for these companies. They, uh, they treat... They treat gift card holders as creditors, and so they don't necessarily pay out all the creditors as they go bust. It is technically illegal, so happy days. It is well, yes, unfortunately, it is illegal. <laughs> that's that's just how it works. Um, but look, some companies when they go into administration, they refuse to honour gift cards entirely. So the fact that Toys R Us's administrators are actually allowing you to use the gift card, even if you have to put some money down, is still a good thing. It's, it's better, I suppose. It, Doing better than most. They're like, hey, we know we screwed up. Yeah, you know, definitely. We try not to screw you over as well. So, there's a new uh, there's a new masterpiece on the horizon, isn't there? There is indeed. There is. Everyone was. Um, I wouldn't say people were super surprised to see this revealed a couple of weeks ago, but now we are seeing some. We are seeing Figure King magazine with some exclusive pictures of uh, MP. MP43, Beast Wars Megatron is the new masterpiece on the block. And uh, look, I'm not, I'm not a Beast Wars fan. I don't think either of us are. Damn, this looks good. Yeah, like subjectively, I hate it. Objectively, <laughs> this, this looks incredible. Yeah. So we can see the face sculpts there uh, at the top as well. Like very, very, very evocative. Um, like I, I, I like it. I reckon this figure is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's... Like, it's one of those things where it doesn't hold much appeal to me, but just looking at it and what they've been able to achieve here, it's a fantastic looking piece. Yeah. And like, to get that level of accuracy as well, you know, something that they've been able to consistently nail with these Beast Wars figures is commendable for sure. It really is. Um, so you can actually see in this screen up the top left, there's a bit of a comparison about how he stacks up with the other Beast Wars masterpieces. Now, I believe he is, in fact, a retool of Dinobot, but you can see he's he's much bigger. 
And Dinobot's a big masterpiece. He's he's the most expensive masterpiece figure yet. So I have a feeling that that record is going to be taken away by um, by Megatron very quickly. Yeah, so that's what you get for liking Beast Wars. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what you get for liking Beast Wars is a lack of money in your wallet. The, I mean, the only on, potential worry I can see on this figure is um, if you look at the shoulder figure's back, you can see all those panels folded up. But yeah. it, even then, right, that's so much of the T-Rex mode that's just been stacked up right there, and it doesn't look to protrude too much. See, it, it is obviously kibble, but it doesn't look very obtrusive. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, it, look, there's going to be a lot of kibble. You can see it on the body of this figure where, like, like you said, all of those things are going to fold up. But um, look, it's a really impressive beast mode. Yeah, I, I personally don't see any way around it. To go from this robot mode design to this you know, beast mode design requires a lot of cheating on the part of the CGI model. You say cheating? Oh, yeah, no, okay, fair enough. On the on the part of the CGI model, the CGI model can cheat, but the, the designers of the toy have to not cheat. Yeah, and for, for what they've had to achieve, they've done a phenomenal job. I mean, there's no question there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, a lot of people have been looking at these scans and going, oh, my God, you know, there's, there's lines all over the place. on it. But, uh, like, that's actually been the case with all of the Beast Wars figures. They've, they've had a lot of lines breaking up, the, um, breaking up what would have been the skin or the surface of their Beast mode. And it's, I think it's, it's just the, how the design conceit for this generation of uh, Masterpiece works. And in, in many cases, you do have all those gaps and panel lines on the G1-style Masterpieces as well. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and I think increasingly you do these days as well. Like um, figures like figures like uh, Megatron and Sunstreaker, they've got a lot of pieces folded up and compressed into their into their body in robot mode. Uh, now, this is not the only thing that uh, Figure King magazine revealed as well. So what we are what we're looking at here is the uh, Megatron from Studio Series. Is that right? yes? Yeah, the new Voyager S one SS eleven. So he's the new Voyager Megatron. Um, with those tank treads for feet, is he based on? Is he based on uh, Revenge of the Fallen Megatron? Yeah, this is this is a finally gone. Yeah, we're going to properly nail this design. Mm. And and he is pictured there between uh, next to uh, the Revenge of the Fallen Prime, who was also the, the first Studio Series Prime as well. Yeah, and I feel like with this, he's got those gaps in the torso, which a lot of people were, myself included, mm. were fairly um, derisive of when we first realised that that was going to be an issue. But all things considered, it's still just such a good-looking figure. It, it does look good, doesn't it? So it has that major issue there, but to be able to you know, achieve such movie accuracy aside from that, it, it's another really well-put-together entry into the studio series. You can, you can see like the scale in this uh, picture on the bottom right here, how they Initially, they're going, yeah, we get it to the same size class, but you sort of fudge it a bit and in disperse the budget between figures. So if you look at it, if you look at it, like Megatron's obviously the bigger and more imposing figure, but his eye line is only just a little bit above Prime's eye line. Which I, I think that kind of works, you know, because he wasn't massively larger than Prime in the movie. No. So obviously from a figure sense, it's going to be like, it's going to look like that, but... In terms of uh, the actual scale and accuracy, it's pretty spot on. 
Um, I mean, it, it's a similar thing with, um, you know, the leaders where, whereas Grimlock is definitely a taller figure, Blackout mm. has, a, has a really significant amount of mass to him. Yeah, yeah, Blackout's, Blackout's um, chopper mode is actually just huge. Yeah. Now, um, something else here that bothers me with this uh, the studio series, Megatron, <laughs> how did he pick anything up? Uh, well, do, do we it, ever see him pick anything up without using his claw, like to stab something? Probably not. This is probably why. Like maybe Megatron's just misunderstood, and someone just needs to give him a hand. Literally, because yeah. he's he doesn't have give him a, a hand. hand. Yeah. Um, what else we got down there? There's um, but another look at Jazz, who's looking still pretty solid. Uh, so, the, uh, so okay. So Jazz is not actually out in the first wave of studio series. He is coming in the second. So he's he's SS09, and I think we have we've got SS1 to seven in um, in Australia at the moment. So this will be the second wave, which is actually due in a few months' time, isn't it? I I think it's starting to trickle out, but it's one of those things where the factories just make it. Yeah. Like studio series popped up in like February. Yes, it, it did actually make it to Australia quite quickly. So hopefully wave two will um, make it to our shores quite quickly as well. What else have we got there? Is that is that a lockdown? That's the uh, sort of redo, redo of deluxe lockdown. Just, a lot of the time this feels the studio series feels like the apology toy line. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's so it's it's the greatest hits toy line and it's also the oh we should have done this in the first place. And there is a uh, there is a, a brawl there as well, right? Which is not so much of an apology as a reason for an apology. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's not being handled there because lockdown looks fantastic. I mean, I can't really point out a whole lot of flaws of that figure, except for it being released after Peruka. Yeah, that, that <laughs> is the other thing. It's it's never. We've discussed this a few times in context of you know third party pieces, where it's like an official figure or you know another third party figure comes along. And we say, and it's like we would all be singing the praises of this figure and talking about how amazing it is and how they've managed to, you know, retain such a high level of accuracy on this design. Except we're not because someone else already did it better. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, how much was Perukil? Is like a hundred and something dollars. I paid one hundred and forty for mine, and that was from one of the cheapest places around. So, so you're like, that's fifty percent of the price of a Studio Series leader again. So, fair enough. Anyway, uh, let's move on. We're not actually done with Figure King magazine yet. So Power of the Primes is uh, winging its way to Japanese shores at the moment. There was um, so there's a, there's a, an Instagram dealer that I, I purchased some animated figures off a few weeks ago. He's posted up um, how disappointed he is this week <laughs> that Power of the Primes from Takara is literally a Hasbro box with a sticker. Now, in response to this, practically everyone who follows him on Instagram has gone, why are you surprised at this? This has been known for a really long time. But, um, you know, whatever. That's, if you, um, it's like, it's a change in the status quo that's existed for about as long as Transformers has. Yeah. Now, what we do have here is not the first wave of Power of the Primes, which is already out here, but uh, what we're looking at, so they've called this Phase 3 and Phase 4. So... What we're looking at is Inferno, who is only just hitting the US shelves. Now, Inferno is just a redeco of the old hotspot mold. And, um, we were expecting him a couple of years ago, and he never came out. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we were, so we were all quite surprised that he wasn't, a, wasn't an immediate redo of Hotspot, but um, now he's here and he is a redo of Hotspot, he has the uh, um, unfortunate consequence of being a combiner torso. <laughs> so good on you, Inferno. I don't know if he actually has a... I don't know if he has an official name for a combined form, but um, there we go. And we can see uh, the uh, Insecticon Scrapnel, Scrapnel, Shrapnel, Scrapnel, and um, and uh, yeah, and Primes. And there's, there's actually the same figure used in the left and the right, isn't there? Oh, no. No, there's not. PP32 and PP35 yeah. are not, not the same figure. PP35 is Inferno. Oh, 35. No, and that's 36. So. Oh, I'm still, 32 is I'm the landmine. Yeah, I don't know any of the Fembots from Power of the Primes. I think that's Firestar. Yeah, because it's a red one. <laughs> I, could, I could swear they're both the same figure. Well, no, because um, PP32 is the uh, Prime Master thing. It's oh, just it's right. just a very poorly laid out magazine. Yes, no, fair, fair enough, fair, fair enough. <laughs> Poor form. Let's move on to the last things that this poor form magazine has revealed to us. Now, this is actually these are pretty exciting. Now, there's actually quite there's actually quite a lot to take in here, right? So, we do have the uh, we do have the uh, MP MP twenty twenty nine plus the toy coloured version of Shockwave, which is the colours this figure was actually made to be in. Like he real. looks damn good, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, I mean. I I think a lot of people really love that lighter purple, mm -hmm. but there's no question that Masterpiece Shockwave is based on the toy. Yeah. So it, that purple does seem out of place. It's, this is much more fitting. It's very true. Uh, over on the right, we can see um, uh, MP42. Does he actually have an official name other than like White Sunstreaker? Uh, it's uh, Cordon. Cordon, that's the one, yes. Um, Cordon Bleu. Um, so yeah, uh, there's been a lot of speculation about how Takara would reuse the uh, Sunstreaker mold, and here's our first outing, um, which is a Diaclone homage. I doubt it'll be the last outing because I don't think it will. Either. That mold has some history like, as the very first Diaclone figure as well. I can't wait to see the black version actually. Did they do a black version? Uh, there was a there was a black Sunstreaker. Okay, uh, yeah, that could look, look amazing. Might be an e-hobby figure actually, but. We will see. I mean, we can say for certain at this point that it'll be a red version. Yeah. It'll probably be similar to Loud Pedal. Yes, yeah, it probably will. Um, I actually wonder if some of the recolors of the these figures... So what, not on this page is the uh, MP36+, Plus, the uh, the toy color version of Masterpiece Megatron, which i got to say, the more I see that this week, the more I'm likely to buy it. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but... So some of the some of these figures are becoming um, more more exclusives so to Karatomi Mall. Some of them are probably going to go to conventions as well. Um, in fact, we see here we've got the Phase a, Phase EX1. It's the gold MP10. Now, looking at the uh, you you said that's actually coming out this week or so. Uh, I think you're right. Looking at the looking at the text there, we have six and nine, which I think means the ninth of. Uh, 9th of June, which is the uh, fair next week. Yeah, Tokyo Toy Fair next Tokyo weekend. I think that's also in reference to uh, the little tees we see just next there to is, There is. Maybe just move the mouse over it so people can see. There is a bit of a tease there. It does look like there is going to be a new 
Optimus Prime revealed. I've been calling it for about two years. People have been. People, <laughs> so like, people have been calling this for a long time. I, know. I don't think you actually get points for it anymore. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the one who refused to buy an MP10 for as long as I've been yeah. collecting. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, this is coming at some point. Whereas I have bought all the MP10s and now I'm looking forward to capping off that collection with the gold MP10, which... And you can look forward to buying them all again. Yeah. So, so the saga of the gold MP10 is actually kind of an interesting one. Um, Toybot Imports was actually the first one to put up a pre-order for this figure, having received some notification somewhere that it's coming. And then that got noticed by a lot of the news sites going around, going around the internet going, oh, hey, these guys have a pre-order for a gold MP36, so um, oh, MP10. So, you know, maybe that's coming out. Um, turns out, yep. Now, looking at the photograph here, I'm wondering how shiny this is going to be. Or I'm wondering if it's approximately fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah, because half the figure is unpainted and it's just regular gold plastic. Yeah, and so that that's what I, that's what I'm getting at, right? Like a lot of it looks like it's actually a matte gold color, not a shiny gold finish. But um, look, I I, th I think it's likely that there's going to be enough pieces of this that have the shiny gold finish so that in vehicle mode it looks shiny gold and in robot mode, obviously the parts that would you know, grind on each other, they're not, going to, uh, they're not going to use gold plating on. Yeah, I mean, I do almost feel like maybe it would be worth just having it as a matte gold finish mm. because this way... They've been playing it looks like the matte finish on the 7-Eleven version. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could almost say it's like Oh, instead of having red and blue, it's gold and shiny gold. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and like, it, it, it practically is that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I guess on the arms, there's sort of a mix of what would have been red. Look, I mean, ultimately, it's a gold prime. I mean, it's certainly... It's, you can't complain about the accuracy of it. It doesn't look quite as nice as... We had imagined it would. Yeah, that's, look, it's fine. I'm still going to be quite happy to add it to my collection. So, what's the new prime tease there? We're looking at we're looking at. There's a couple of things that we're looking at, right? There's a, there's some there's some detail from the leg on the right, and there's a detail from the chest shown on the left. The chest shows an interesting window design, and I've got to say. Not actually loving where the smokestack is on the arm there. I don't know. I don't know. Something about this doesn't quite sit right with me. Well, I mean, ostensibly I agree, but also it's the tiniest picture imaginable. So I'll try and reserve judgment. It, 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 it totally is. But so there's there's a there's a pretty good school of thought in the collecting community, which is why do we need another prime? Like we we're all pretty happy with MP10, I think. So I don't, I don't know. I think it was slightly dated. It, so, but that's the thing. But only is, slightly. Well, it is dated, but it's dated also when you put it up next to something like MP36. Like there's so much more detail in that figure. Mm -hmm. But I don't I don't know that they're necessarily going to deliver that amount of detail into a, into an updated prime. Okay. We'll see. I think the thing with prime is it doesn't have to achieve quite as much as MP36. And I don't think that this would be happening mm. if we hadn't just gone with MP36. I think. Look, I think like, you're right. I think. I think 
I think the team has obviously gone right. We've done such a good job with Megatron. We need to we need to do something equivalent for Prime. MP thirty six was its own entity. Well, it was designed to be. You know, this is an update. Mm. This is how we fix up a <laughs> slot of Masterpiece Megatron. And M- MP ten people were fine with that. Yeah. And it's when MP thirty six came out, and there were two quite different figures. People like, but it's like maybe this Prime isn't so much an update to an outdated figure as it is a companion piece to MP36. I think, I, I think that's about right. Um, I do wonder whether they're going to do a, um, a sleep mode MP10 to say goodbye to the mob as well. It depends on how many, depends on how the market would turn <laughs> for that because a lot of people already own knockoffs that so, look like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, look, mate, I don't know if there's a lot, but yeah. Um, is there anything else in... Is there anything else in this uh, magazine? This magazine has been bountiful and uh, has delivered a lot of news to us this month. There is a there is a weird captioned piece of uh, of the new Masterpiece Megatron there, but that's okay. I think that is that is that. Uh... Let's head on over and talk about Dream Factory. Now we did promise a uh, third party wrecker at the start of the show, and so this is their. Uh, uh, this is their prototype of Roadbuster from Dark of the Moon. Now, I don't really care. <laughs> I, I I don't know who that. Well, actually, Brad. Who, Brad, Brad he's not on the show. Like, he has. He really does like the records from Dark of the Moon. True, he does. and he doesn't seem to be the only one. So I know that there there's there thing where a lot of people seem really attached to him and want to get that definitive set. Yeah, and then, most, like, and then everyone else just doesn't care. Because all the wreckers weren't actually in Dark of the Moon. No, there was just there was three of them. There was Roadbuster, Topspin, and Leadfoot. And this is not the first time that we've actually seen a. Um, it's not the first time we've actually seen a third party going at the, at these figures. Right. Um. Yeah, I think this is the third the first third party one. It looks like it'll actually make it to production mm. because um someone else did it, but it was just a knockoff of the regular versions. Whereas this is uh, fully original design from lots of things. Yeah. Do you want to scroll down and uh, yeah, so, I mean, see if there's actually a vehicle mode there as well? I mean, it's not, it's not perfect looking. There's a little bit of kibble there. But what it does... So have, that, that's, very, that's very much how these cars are designed in Dark of the Moon as well. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah, I'm going to Like, this is... That's perfect to movie. Mm-hmm. You can't disagree with that for the vehicle mode. Um, I think the issue with the records in Dark of the Moon was that there was a whole bunch of different versions of them. But none of them are really unified. Like, so you had your Human Alliance and your Cyberverse and your Deluxe, and there'd be one odd one out, which would either have, you know, two of them would have a regular vehicle mode, and one had the weapons. Yeah. Or two had the weapons, one didn't. And so there's been that lack of unification. And you also factor in stuff like Leadfoot, the Deluxe one was basically impossible to get. Mm. It's yeah, like, availability is also an issue. It's like Cogman on steroids. <laughs> Oh, spoilers. All right. Um, we've established that we're not going to buy these, but Brad probably will. So let's move on. Yeah, this is a... So we've talked a little bit about how Mass Toys is moving on from uh, their very successful skiff, and they're moving into a uh, Masterpiece Seeker. Now... These figures are going to be retailing for about $100 US each, and so they are attempting to crowdfund them now. Um, 
scroll back up the page a little bit, I'm not, oh, actually $110. So they're looking for $80,000 and they've got 44 days left to find it. We'll see how this goes. Kraken does it. Sometimes it happens anyway. It, it does. Is this actually is this actually their site or is this is this their own site that they're running a crowdfunding? Yes, yeah, the running. Yeah, this is Mars Toys. Hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, was, I, was, <coughs> I didn't think that Skiff did particularly badly in the redecos of it. No, it didn't. I like we've been saying for a while that they need to move on to their next project though, instead of just repainting Skiff. Maybe they just squandered everything and you know, just churning out. <laughs> Paint schemes. Yeah, just they, they, you know, they clearly went out for um, went out for a drink and um, ended up blowing the budget on a very expensive uh, bit of alcohol for one night. Um, no, so like, <clears throat> so they're talk, they're calling these guys the air soldiers. You can see they they'll um, they'll be one hundred and ten dollars uh, if you crowdfund them, then you'll get them for ninety dollars, uh, or if you um, <laughs> if you buy all three of them, then you get them a whopping four dollar discount. So they'll be eighty six dollars each. Must be scale seekers. That's quite the killer price, though. These guys look pretty good. Well, yeah, I think it's certainly an improvement of MP11. Yeah. But even when it comes to stuff like you look at the coronation set for Starscream here, you know, instead of going that you know, big plastic clamshell the original has, he's got that full fabric cape here, which I think fabric goods on Transformers is generally a really fun I don't thing. Know. I don't know, like. Um, MMC's put a cloak over their figures a couple of times, right? And I'm not sure how I feel about it, but uh, whatever. You don't need to use the um, you don't need to use the the fabric figure. So I should have brought the cloak for drift down to the toy fair actually, mm -hmm. and then it was showing you that because it's really what I think it elevates the figure a fair bit. I'd say. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, Max Toys is running a crowdfunding project. Uh, it's got an, a month and a half left. They're looking for eighty thousand dollars, so um, go for it. <laughs> so there is one. There's one aspect of being in Adelaide that we haven't actually talked about on the podcast, which is uh, Adelaide is bloody cold. Uh, I don't know what's going on. We came off of like the hottest summer in like record and the hottest April in record, and now it feels like I'm in the snow. It's ridiculous. So what you're saying, I think, is that the maniac in control of Adelaide's weather control machine is out of control. So Elon Musk. Yes. <laughs> Actually, that's quite true of Elon this week, but yes. Let's not talk about that. Uh, let's, go for, let's go for the next story. This so this is the uh, Rolling Thunder Optimus, uh, who's coming from TFC Toys, and uh, he's, a, he's a reference to a... a, a He's, a, he's an imagining of a G1-style Optimus Prime from a G.I. Joe comic book. Yes, this is um, it's from a, a big concept art from Don Figueroa. Mm, yes. It never actually made it into the comic book. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't actually in the comic, was it? But, uh, so like this, this, this figure looks really good, really detailed. Um, I like, I like the I like the sort of military pose that they've given Prime there with you know, the hands behind the back. Very fitting. Lots of accessories and uh, different camos as well. Yeah, so you've got sort of just your standard obvious Prime colours over there. And then if you want more of your G.I. Joe-based stuff, it comes with in a green camo. Also a good way to sell two toys instead of one. Yeah, I believe um, 
Zovagin did the same thing a few years back, and that figure released to little fanfare. Uh, on account <laughs> yeah, no, of apparently right. being quite bad. <coughs> um, it is not the first time that we've seen someone attempt this style of Optimus, but um, this does look like... Look, look that, that's a really good-looking figure there. Yeah, he just looks... Soft. And the thing with TFC is they've got a poor reputation. Mm. You know, they were one of the pioneers of a third-party... Um, on a third-party uh, market, mm. and then they sort of dropped off a bit when they got sort of outclassed by everyone else. Yeah, they did. And then it came back, and they showed a lot of promise with their Lyokaiser, and then mm. all reports of their uh, Piranicon slash King Poseidon today that it's one of the best third-party combiners today. So if they can maintain that sort of quality uh, here, then I think they're in for a really good release. I think so. <laughs> I'm just looking at the top of the left leg where you can see straight through to the back of the figure. But, okay. Well, it, it, no, it's, no just the, it, it's, yeah, like it's just the angle. Anyway. <laughs> so, what we're, so we're looking at New Age. Uh, now, we looked, at, we looked at New Age's new Bumblebee figure last, last week or the week before, and uh, it is a Bumblebee that is small enough to fit into the trailer. Is it the trailer of MP10 or is it the trailer of one of the... Um, trailer of one of the little Legends-sized Optimus Primes. Like the, uh, yes, the, the right. I, I remember, I remember getting this wrong in the first place. So this Bumblebee is pretty small, but this is not the only thing that we've got in here. If we scroll down, they've also revealed some... Um, some uh, well, I say other figures, but um, what we're actually looking at is other repaints. Yeah, so we've got a Bumblebee as well. So there's a gold bug here. And uh, I think it's, it's bug bite, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's so there's a yeah, bug bite. They called him they've called him Critter. Um, and yeah, so so I've got I've got a I've got a older masterpiece bug bite as well, which um doesn't really look as good as this, but uh, again, like Nice way to make people buy multiple copies of your toys, release it simultaneously in different repaints that and that are all popular. Yeah, and all this, the size of this figure was like three inches tall or something, wasn't it? Yeah, something it's ridiculously small. Absolutely tiny. And to, you know, maintain... I mean, look at the back of that figure. There's very little kibble there. I mean, not much more than a masterpiece. It's a, it's a, it's a very little figure with very little kibble. <laughs> and, you know, he retains a lot of posability. You know, he's got elbows, knees, what have you, and... I mean, ankle tilts on a figure that small. Mm -hmm. um, but then he pulls off such a good look at vehicle mode as well. Yeah. At that scale, it's really impressive. We go from one uh, G1 Minibot masterpiece or well, legend scale to the next, which is uh, Ocular Max has released a look at its Cliff Jumper. Now, Cliff Jumper is the new battleground. Um, X Transbots has one, um, Ocular Max has one. Uh, Ace Toys already released one like a, a year and a half ago, early last year. So um, Ocular Max is uh, out this week with a look at their um, Hell Lion. And so he's their uh, masterpiece scale G1 cliff jumper. He comes with a big gun. He comes with multiple bumpers that seem to have very little difference to each other. I yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't see anything in the other images that really identifies what those are for. I wonder if they have different license plates on them. Okay. Oh, there goes my phone. <laughs> what, oh, water skis. They're not bumpers, they're water skis. Yeah. You know, Cliff That's Jumper, great, yes. Cliff Jumper's iconic water skis. From that one episode where 
Cliffjumper got on the water. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. That that is quite obvious now, although I think it's less obvious because there's a curved point at each end. It does look like a bar bar. I stand by my initial assessment, but uh, I can totally accept that they are in fact water skis. <laughs> not they seem kind of superfluous, if I'm honest. But the rest of the accessories look really solid, you know. Three interchangeable heads, two rifles, uh spoiler, and his massive rocket launcher. Yeah. yeah. It's about all you could want from Cliff Jumper, really. Pretty much, yeah. Um now the question is like so do you already have a masterpiece cliff jumper or have you ordered one? No, for most masterpieces, I end up waiting for the official version. Mm. If if it's something like Cliff Jumper, where it's probably coming, you would hope so, right? Yeah. Like they've even done a red bumblebee. Um, I gotta say, like, I got Ace Toys Tumblr out last week, and like, with a year between the initial release and its like hailstorm of criticism that it attracted, and now, kind of, kind of still like the little guy. That's like, not, not a bad figure. I mean, yeah. I'm, He's not a bad figure. Some parts of him don't quite hang together that well, but like, he's a nice looking figure. I don't think I care about Ocular Max or X Transbots doing uh, Masterpiece Cliff Jumper. I don't think I need one. Yeah, I mean, I'm clearly in the minority, but yeah. Well, I think for mo- most people, we ended up skipping Tumblr. And so, like, I don't know. And when it comes down to it, um, I'm really nasally. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes down to it, uh, people are going to be, you know, weighing up. X Transbots, Ocular Max. I don't think there's any question yeah. what people are going to go for. Like based on pure aesthetics alone, this doesn't look much different. It looks like Cliff Jumper, and it looks like a solid figure. Mm. So I think this is going to be the go for most people. See, I, I kind of reckon there's going to be a lot of people go for X Transbots, but I also think Ocular Max does have a bit of a reputation that they need to claw back. Some of their some of their recent figure releases have not been that well accepted. Yeah. Master Creations recently, like, it's, it's the same company, right? It's yeah, been a bit yeah. on and off. You know, because of, mm. you know, they had stuff like uh, their Cosmos, where if you follow the instructions, you will break the figure. Well, and like I said, that's one of the Ocular Max releases. They, so they have been, yeah, they they have been they have been struggling a little bit with uh, some of their recent releases, and um, yeah, I don't think they've really been able to hit the same. High tier, but they were able to with their uh, Sphinx. Yeah, they, I, I don't think I don't think they've ever hit the hit the mark that they hit with Sphinx quite uh, quite as much ever again. No, it's like it's like you, and that was their first release. So it's just been a, almost a steady downhill. Really. So, you, so you can see this guy is PS09, right? And so, what do we have? We had we had Sphinx, then we had Liga, and then we had um, Hoist and Trailbreaker. And Inferno and yeah, Grapple. Inferno and Grapple. They did a redeck of those, they didn't they? Uh, they did they for did, the conventions. Um, I don't know if they did an fire actually, but they've done them for conventions. And like, and then they've done their, they've done Cosmos, and I can't remember what the other one they've done was. But um, yeah, it's their recent releases have not quite set the world on fire. So maybe, hopefully, this will be a return to form. We'll see. We are looking at Fans Hobbies MB06 Power Baser, a very well received Power Master Optimus Prime. This is the black version. You might be you might be tempted to call this a Nemesis Prime, but he is not. He is actually the uh, Nuclear Quest Super Convoy Optimus Prime. 
I think the uh, behavioral distinction between those two is a lack of teal. Beyond that, this mm -hmm. is Nemesis Prime. <laughs> Beyond that, yeah, except his eye color is actually, his eye color gives away that he's actually the uh, new client quest reference. I think he's got, that's uh, sort of a blue high color, I because Nemesis has the usual red. It's, it's close, but it's a bit like how, you know, at the end of Armada Prime, you got much darker <laughs> color scheme, and it's like, is that supposed to be Nemesis Prime? Yeah, we can't tell. No, okay. <laughs> Um, I don't think anyone's said anything bad about this figure. No, everyone has been everyone's been like raving about it, and uh, yeah, so it's done it's done well for it's done well for fans hobby, and it's not really a surprise to see them sort of go back to the well and release another figure with uh, yeah same same mold different colors. But yeah, look, I kind of I didn't pay that much attention to Power Base when he first came out, except for. The praise for it, and then I was just like, "Well, I've missed that, whatever." Uh, and looking at it now, I was like, mm, "Yeah, like, I could certainly, I could certainly go for it, but I don't really have a place for that in my collection." Yeah, so it's something that really appeals to me in terms of it, on engineering level. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, where do I put it? It's yeah. Well, look, there are people who have problems figuring out where to put um, like DX9 Gabriel. In their collection, but uh, that's know, a whole like, different problem. Yeah, but like for for us, the problem is just more. Ah, this guy doesn't fit. I stylistically. Yeah, that's like saying, where do you, how do you put a toddler in a detolf? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that we're allowed to answer that legally. There's uh, so there is a thought that uh, the next Transformers Encore release is actually going to be Air Attack Optimus Primal, and. Uh, I kind of don't care about this, but um, Encore has Encore has been really quiet for a really long time. Sort of, what, the last thing I did, I feel like, was oh, it was the um, uh, what is it from Car Robots? The oh, they, did, they, they actually they did those recently, didn't they? So maybe they are actually moving on with uh, with the Encore series as a as a thing. So uh, fair enough. And uh, is there a is there a story there for that? No. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, no. Yeah, so it's carrying, I guess the story just says it's carrying on after the tarnished reputation of the debacle that was Godfire Convoy. Yeah, that was um, that was not great for them, was it? I had a little bit of chuckle the other day. I was walking through Adelaide and went to an um, uh, unnamed store in the city and saw that Godfire Convoy for $520, I think it was. Uh, fair enough. I kind of feel like you should name, name it now. That's well, Shin Tokyo, which um, for, I thought you loved. So. No, I don't love them, but like, um, I've been there once. I've only, like, I've only been to Adelaide twice now, so like, uh, I enjoyed visiting the store once before, but I didn't buy anything because their prices were ridiculous. But yeah. One of those places that has like really good sales and then everything else is just... Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's, it's meant for people who don't know what they're doing. I did buy... I did buy something there before, <laughs> but it was a good price. So yeah. So we are we are into the brief briefest of brief things in news. Um, there is a uh, pop up movie channel coming to Foxtel. If you have if you have Foxtel, like a lot of people do, there will be a Transformers pop up movie channel coming in late two thousand and eighteen. I know that's Bumblebee. Oh, these press releases are so confusing. So June, well, June sixth to June eleventh. So it's, there's, it's actually it's starting this week, and it's only this week. Oh, so it it 
comes up uh, basically if it's June if Bumble trailer comes out uh, June fifth in the states. Yeah, and that means it'll be we'll probably see it like in the morning of June sixth. Yeah, so, so Bumblebee trailer be, hits, and then we the get thing the thing show between all the movies on this channel. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, respect the timing, I suppose. Yeah, true. Phil, still, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, okay. So if you have Foxtel, then you can now watch next weekend or during the week all the Transformers movies. Aren't you lucky? All right, and I think there's a, just a couple of other small stories. Uh, pop culture shock, small scale. There's a, a G1 Optimus Prime. It's a 10 inch statue. That's so not very small. Hey? That's not very small. That's 10 inches. Like, uh, well, I mean, compared to some of the other some of the other statues we've seen, like um, oh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, that's that's not that's not too bad, and it's probably not likely to break the bank either. I mean, it's a, it's a statue, so you'll probably get less detail with an action figure with none of the functionality at 10 times the price. Looks all right. I mean, it's all right. It looks like a pretty good G1 Prime, actually. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to statues in general. This actually doesn't look too bad, if I'm honest. Yeah. And if the cell shading especially makes it look like, you know, you wouldn't be mistaken. I, I mean, you wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it against you for saying that this wasn't a statue. Like, this was just mm. someone's drawn this. Yeah. 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 yeah it looks about right. Um, I do remember seeing a post from someone in the group during the week about a, a cell shaded MP10 and, like, the cell shading was ridiculous. Like it looked like the figure was underwater. This is what this is what you're actually meant to do when you cell shade. Like it's meant to be subtle, and so like the shiny parts of Prime, like the windows and other stuff that's meant to meant to have like a lot of variation in their cell shading and their cell shades. Uh, the rest of them is not meant to, and so they've really gotten that look right on this figure. So yeah, um, pre-orders are apparently coming soon. There's no information on pricing or availability. But uh, I'm sure Brad will add it back into the run sheet when there's more information about it. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll be uh, Brad actually buying a statue for the first time. In Brad, Brad actually buys a bunch of statues. They're Does he just not mention them? Yeah, they're not necessarily Transformers statues. Oh, okay. But yeah. The Toys That Made Us is back on Netflix. Season 2 is out and episode 2 of season 2 does cover a brief history of the Transformers brand. I remember uh, you've you said you've seen this, haven't you? I have, yeah, I have watched it. Look, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't need to watch this episode because you probably already know quite a lot about the history of Transformers. The episode is the episode's just meant to appeal to people who just want to know stuff about old toys. Like it's not meant to be, it's not meant to present in huge detailed, uh, huge detailed analysis. Of, uh, of you know the history of Transformers, it's just a hey, this is what happened. These people met these people, had a meeting, and decided to do this, this, and this. And here's a couple of super old prototypes. Thing that I learned from watching the um, watching the episode was that uh, some of the G1 toys actually exist as wooden prototypes because they are that old. Like they they were they were built they were built and filed down and drilled out as a, a block of wood to yeah, see whether or not the transformation process worked no no 3d printing in the 70s and 80s no well like there was there was still computer designs going on but yeah uh, so anyway uh, the toys that made us season 2 does have a transformers episode get on that listen to it um, you know if you're listening to the podcast and you watched it let us know what you feel about it in the comments um, like I said I quite like the episode yeah. 
remember at the toy fair today, like every second person that came to the store was like, oh, have you seen the toys that made us? Yes. <laughs> and I, the person running the Transformers store, no. had to say, no, 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 I haven't. I have. So it's fine. Collectively, we've seen it. Yeah. That is it. That's the end of the news. It is time to talk about new acquisitions. There's only two of us. Actually, do you want to jump over to the... Uh, my, my acquisitions are fast and you've got yours here to, to demonstrate. I received a little package in the mail today and today, this week, as you can see from the, uh, the screen share, we have the Prime and Megatron decos of the uh, the Transformers 80s cartoon soundtrack. I haven't quite figured out how to put these into my CD player yet. Um, are they vinyl? They are vinyl, yeah. yeah. I think in order to fit them in the CD player, I think I have to fold them in half or something. I'm sure that yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that works. I'm going to try it when I get home. Um, there was also a... Um, if you just zoom in on the, uh, on the top there... There we go. Uh, so there's a there's a Leo convoy, a um, Botcon version of uh, Leo convoy, which I remember why I purchased this one. <laughs> so I did I did go, yes, great, I've got a Leo convoy, and then I went downstairs. I'm like, hang on, I've got a Leo convoy on my shelf. So um, I sold my old Leo convoy because this one came, comes with instructions, Look, and and the uh, the text card. So, yeah. If anyone's gonna double up on a friggin' TFSS exclusive, it's gonna be Jason. Look, it was an accident. Um, the only other stuff that I've got in this uh, acquisition photo is the coin for MP15 and 16E uh, because I got the Japanese release. I didn't get a coin, and there's the uh, G1. Um, there's a G1 Hot Rod, the uh, C78 release, which goes with my C77 Rodimus Prime. I like a couple of little pieces of pod. I thought I can. Oh, you can stop presenting narrative. We have. I have no idea how accounts works. That's and I've been doing this for about two years. <laughs> you usually just run the show and so it's like... All right. So, uh, so we're back in the room, and uh, Matt has a couple of new acquisitions that he had on the table at the uh, at the toy fair today. I saw I saw this when you posted a photo of it initially, and like I'm pretty excited to see it in person. Hold up, it's the um, so, it's movie the best laser beak, right? Yeah, it's hmm. sort of. It was supposed to be a web exclusive, but I uh, sort of just recently got back from Malaysia, and that is, if you're looking for rare figures, that's kind of the place to be. Yeah. And so this was in a fair few stores there, actually. <laughs> um, and so picked up for not a terrible price, you know, definitely no, I think more I actually, than retail. I think I actually saw him in the, um, saw him in the uh, toy store in the Hong Kong airport as well. Yeah, I saw him in Singapore airport as well, and I was like, you know, if I don't see that in Malaysia, I'll pick him up here. Yeah. Um, Look, it is just Deluxe Dark Moon Bumblebee, so it's it pretty straightforward. color. Yeah, like, it's about <laughs> as generic a Deluxe figure as you can get from an engineering perspective. But uh, in terms of, you know, how he looks, um, he's bright pink. He's not that bright, actually. Like, it's, a, it's actually kind of a dark pink. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, well, okay, here's the thing. I feel like I'd have preferred bright pink. Super bright pink, yeah. Yeah, just because... Like I didn't buy this figure because I wanted the movie Laser Beak. <laughs> I bought this figure because I wanted the Bright Pink Bumblebee, right? Yeah, fair Because it's just kind of ridiculous. And they went for that movie-accurate, more muted pink that Laser Beak has mm. in the film as opposed to just, you know, going all out. So, no, I, I can't fault them there, but maybe I'm not quite my personal tastes. Yeah, fair enough. 
And you've got one other one other figure down there that uh, is also an acquisition from your recent trip. Yeah, once again, another movie deluxe, Cogman, which is uh, maybe the most inaccurate figure of all time. One of possibly, possibly. Maybe is, he most he a, is he actually a headmaster as well? Yeah, he's. So he is, he's, a, he is a headmaster. Yeah. Secretly, one of the best Titans Return figures. Yes. <laughs> so is his, is his headmaster at least accurate to his on on screen appearance? Uh, yeah, that's sort of. If you look at the um, like the face sculpt there, mm-hmm. uh, that's yeah. dead on to what he actually looks like in the movie. So that so that is, but like when you unfold his uh, headmaster, how does he? Oh, it's not even close. Uh, the head is. <laughs> The, the head definitely is. That, the head is, I'm not, this isn't going to show up on the camera. But no, the little no. head on the Titan Master is definitely movie common. Okay. Um, this is one of those. It's like, that's all right, okay? Like, it's, it's the best they're going to do. Um, yeah. Now, getting this, it's like, it seems very clear that toy manufacturers get early scripts from movies before movies even you, you, Do you mean Hasbro, Hasbro told itself what they were filming? Well, Hasbro, I don't think has. I think Hasbro might have less involvement in these movies than we realise. I, I, I think I think Hasbro has very very tight involvement in the movies. It's Hasbro Studios. Okay, well maybe. <laughs> well, in that case, Hasbro. In that case, may, may have stuffed up a bit. Because, in that case, no one knows what the hell this figure is. Yeah, well, it, it seems like in an early script, there was supposed to be a scene when, uh, I well I, I suppose it would be like you know he gets motivated and like. You know, he gets angry because of um, Anthony Hopkins' death and rips off Nitro Zeus's head and goes on a rampage. <laughs> and th- that seems very much like what was going to happen. It's a bit like that scene... Oh, you mean he rips off Nitro Zeus's head and takes over his body and goes on a rampage? Yeah. I see. Fair enough. Like, yeah. the toy line... Yeah, so you, can fact, you, can, you could, in fact, swap Cogman's head onto Nitro Zeus. Yeah, or, or any so, other Titans return, Deluxe, but there was a... I believe it was a cross cell between this guy and Nitro Zeus. A cross cell, where it's like got the other figure listed as being compatible on the package. Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, maybe I, I, I think on the box for Nitro Zeus, it was like also sold separately. Yeah, you, I mean, if not, before. it was like you know, Nitro Zeus, his head comes off and doesn't transform. Mm. This guy's head comes yeah. off and does transform. It's kind of. It's a bit like that scene in Infinity War, which I won't talk about, despite the movie being over a month old. That was clearly going to happen, that you can see based on the trailers and the toys, and then got cut. Like, right at the end. Oh, okay. Sure. Yes. Anyone who's seen, like, the toys for Infinity War, like, in any sort of death, like, you know what I mean. It was supposed to be a big, dramatic moment like this was going to be, and then that made the never toys and didn't happen in the movie. <laughs> and so that's another, it's another example of what I'm going to call Cogman syndrome. So I, I, I kind of feel like it's more a case that uh, the character, like they thought the character might prove popular, but they couldn't make a full transformer out of him. So they said he was a headmaster, so they'd given him a car. I never knew. What a, well, because he has this Aston Martin and he drives in the movie. Mm. So it seems like he may be combined with that. It's like, um, oh, because it's in a Age of Extinction, right? There's that three pack, mm. which has the skids redeco into roll bar, which looks exactly like a uh, Shane's car, and it comes yeah. in the pack with a uh, Viacom that looks like the um, cemetery wind cars. You're asking a lot for me to remember this, and it comes with a Voyager Prime, 
Mm-hmm. Now, there's lines in that movie where, like, Shane's like, what kind of crazy cars are these guys driving? So it's like, obviously setting up their driving Decepticons. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he's driving insane in his <laughs> robot car. He says, well, I'm driving so insanely today. You know, some stupid line from like that. So it's like setting up, he's actually driving an Autobot. And then it gets cut from a movie. That was really meta. It wasn't that meta. It was a little bit meta. Um, so Cogman and uh, Lazy Week. They're, about, they're very much what you expect from movie deluxe, mm-hmm. except Lazy Week is a bright pink bumblebee and Cogman happens to be a headmaster. I kind of like Lazy Week, but I kind of like Lazy Week, but I kind of like, I wonder whether or not I like Lazy Week because I've taken a bit of a liking to the studio series Bumblebee. Because he is practically the same mold. Yeah, well, um, all, all bumblebees are really, really similar. Like, yeah, this figure's. Well, so the, all bumblebees are one. This figure would have been designed in like 2010 at the latest. Yeah. So this is potentially an eight year old figure. No, Studio Series Bumblebee came out this year. Hmm. Right, so, I mean, I guess given the nature of Bumblebee's design, there's not much different you can do. Uh, they did some different stuff with the. Um, the second design he gets an AOE, but one that he shares with Stinger. Yeah. Because uh, that sort of changes up the positioning of like the front of the car. Yeah, and yeah. Like that. That. Well, so in the studio series, Bumblebee is a much, uh, yeah, much different figure as well. So, yeah. uh, I mean, a different uh, vehicle. Um, all right, look, we've been, we've been on the air for quite a while. I think it's about time we actually finish because it is literally just the two of us sitting in a room just chatting with each other. Just the two of us. And uh, you're actually freezing. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm freezing. I've got, a really, I've got really high body heat on account yeah. of being kind of fat. <laughs> so I don't think I'm freezing. I think I'm actually just sick. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah you. I'm, I, I feel like shit, to be honest. Look, look forward to me being sick in the next week. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing a convention <laughs> tomorrow, that's for sure. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Look, you've, you've actually got the con cold, perhaps. It, it, I feel like it came on Saturday, Friday night, but then again, I, I could have gotten that from setting up on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, you could have. Still. Look, um, we are at the end of the podcast. Like, we've done new acquisitions. We've done news. We're all good, right? Um, we're good for another week. And uh, so I think we might as well wind it up. So uh, thank you for listening. Well, there is, there is, or there was, until a second ago, someone actually watching us live. They've since <laughs> dropped off since we started talking about your health. Oh, um, no, I don't think they want to watch someone die. No, um, they, no they're probably dying. YouTube. They're probably dying. Um, look, all of these stories and more are listed in the show notes. Um, so if, you, if you're interested in uh, checking out the source of them, uh, look at the show notes. There's generally links to uh, Cybertron, TFW, 2005 and more. You'll find all of us in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia discussion group on Facebook, uh, and you can find out more about the club at transformerscca.com. So thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back with more Transformers news next week. Uh, Well, some of us will be back. Max may be dead, but we'll see. Um, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) You say this. But yeah. No, I, I can't actually stop shaking. No, I know. It's right. ca- it's kind of funny and also really uncomfortable because there's a camera right it, there. It is. So ordinarily, this would be audio. And my webcam at home is not high quality enough that you'd be able to see something No, like this. usually we just see you in silhouette. So yeah. I, I, I bought a new bulb for my lamp. I'll let <laughs> you know. Um, except now Jason has a very high quality computer so everyone can see me shake all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can. All right. 
Uh, we need to turn on a heater so that Max doesn't expire. And uh, that is the end of the podcast. So <laughs> thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Sorry. Well, you'll see us next week. We won't see you. Except, except for you, that one over the back. Stop doing that. We see what the next story is. That was a terrible segue, but let's go. It's on air. Look, it's live. I don't know, if, I don't know if you normally see this when it goes live. Like, yeah, there's a nice yellow box. I, I get the yellow box, and I get the little blue thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, the blue thing is different. This is good. Hi. Hi. Um, we're live. So, um, this is weird. This is awkward. It is. It's, this is awkward. We're sitting next to each other. Yeah, this has never we're happened. doing a podcast in about two years and never actually <laughs> seen it. Like, We've never actually face, sat next to each other, yes. Yeah, it's like, it's stranger. It is, yeah. yeah. Stranger, a stranger and thing, things are stranger than fiction and yeah. truth and weirdness. But right. it's also fairly easy meeting a new person who you've been talking to for two years. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So, hi. And I was just like, we'll just sit here for a minute, let the music play. There we go. The music's nearly finished. There's no music. I, 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 actually, me. I actually reckon Brad might just put this part in the show. That seems like a Brad thing to do, yeah, actually. Yeah, would. Who said, hey, Ray, can you cut this out before? He just leaves it in. This is true. It's very true. Um, okay, right. So.